Are you being influenced? If you've watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben. HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'd like to take a moment and have a real heart-to-heart with you. If you're able right now, place your hand over your heart. Can you feel it? That's your heartbeat telling you that you're alive. It's the same for a preborn baby. Their heart begins to form at conception, and at just three weeks, it's already beating. At five weeks, a baby's heartbeat can be heard on ultrasound. And that's why we've partnered with Preborn, because we need to help these precious babies. Every day, Preborn's networks of clinics rescue 200 babies from abortion when a mother with an unplanned pregnancy meets her baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat it's a divine encounter that doubles a baby's chances at life and by six weeks the eyes are forming by 10 weeks a baby is able to suck his or her own thumb and for just 28 dollars you could be the difference between life or death of a child all gifts are tax deductible and i want you to donate All you have to do is just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby. You can also donate securely at preborn.com slash verdict. That's preborn.com slash verdict or pound 250 and say the keyword baby. We have some shocking news about the origins of the coronavirus, all while 22 million Americans are thrown out of work. This is Verdict with Ted Cruz. Welcome back to Verdict with Ted Cruz. I'm Michael Knowles. Senator, just in our prep call, I feel like there's so much information that there is no way we're going to be able to get to everything. Uh, The topic on everybody's mind is restarting the economy from Michigan to North Carolina, all around the country. The president's talked about it. Even the liberal governors have talked about it. I know that you are on the Restart the Economy Task Force. I know you spoke to the president yesterday. What did you talk about and what is the plan? 
Look, we got to get Americans back to work. Uh, Americans are ready to go back to work. Texans are ready to get back to work. Yesterday, I spent over an hour on the phone with the president as as part of the Restarting the Economy Task Force, uh, talking about two things, really, that I emphasized to the president. Number one, testing. We need to continue to lean in and do even more on testing. The Abbott Labs quick test, you know, when I went up to to meet with the president a couple of weeks ago uh, and the energy CEOs on energy, they required, actually, that was the first day they required everyone going in to meet with the president had to be tested for coronavirus. Mm And, and, and I got that they had just gotten one of those Abbott quick test uh, uh, situations, you know, and it's interesting that the I know a number of people had been tested on the old test and the old test. They'd stick it up your nose and like way, way, way up your nose. They said, I mean, it, it was like going to the back of your brain. It really hurt and was unpleasant. It did not sound pleasant. Um, no, th- thankfully, with the Abbott thing, which is what they had just gotten, just put a little swab in each nostril, ran it through a machine, and 10 minutes later, you get a result. So you don't have to wait four, five, six days. Um, they're producing about 50,000 of those a day. I've spoken this week with Texas hospitals, Texas communities. We're starting to get the Abbott Lab Quick Labs. We need to get even more and more of them. And we need to get even more of, of the antibody test. One of the things the vice president said in the call yesterday with the task force is by the end of the month, they're expecting to be producing 20 million antibody tests a month. Oh, so, wow. so that'll start getting out in real numbers. And so what I emphasized to the president was two things. Lean in even harder on testing, getting it out more widely available. But also, we have got to get people back to work. It's got to vary geographically. Obviously, New York City has been hammered. It's been horrific. It's been heartbreaking what's happened in New York. No one in their right mind would suggest New Yorkers should go back to work tomorrow. Right. But for much of the rest of the country, the, the, the virus numbers are not nearly as bad. We have flattened the curve. We've seen the numbers moving in the right direction. And, and, and we need to, to segment the population for those who are really vulnerable, uh, the very elderly, uh, those with serious health issues. They ought to remain uh, quarantined. They ought to remain protected because those are, those are the communities that are really vulnerable to this virus. But for everyone else, for young, healthy people, we need to get back to work using PPE where, where appropriate, using masks, using gloves, practicing social distancing. So, for example, restaurants, they may need to config, reconfigure their dining rooms to spread the tables out a bit so that you can socially distance between tables. But we're imposing massive harms on the economy, 22 million people out of work, millions of small businesses on the verge of bankruptcy. And, and, and Michael, this is something I emphasized to the president yesterday. If we keep on this path, there is a real public health consequence hmm. to, to killing the economy. We're going to see mental health issues. We're going to see depression. We're going to see increased rates of suicide. We're going to see increased rates of substance abuse and alcohol abuse. And, and lives will be lost. And we got to protect lives. The objective should be protect as many lives as possible and on both sides of the ledger. So be smart, follow medical science and stop the pandemic, but also don't kill the economy and destroy people's livelihoods and, and, and cause suffering and death on the economic side either. Well, we've already seen some of the consequences of this. You know, for some reason, one of the responses to coronavirus in various states was to let criminals out of jail. I guess it was so that the virus wouldn't spread in the jails. Guess what happens? A criminal gets released the very next day 
he committed murder and yep. then he's rearrested. And we've seen stories like this around the country. It's very hard to quantify that. You know, we we can quantify the deaths from coronavirus. Is there any way we're going to be able to measure the, the fallout and end even up to the deaths caused by an overreaction? Well, we certainly need to go back and assess that. And you're right, we're seeing that all over the country. In, in Travis County, Austin, uh, in Texas, they, they're releasing violent criminals, people charged with 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 violent crimes, with assault, with, with sex trafficking, and they're releasing them, that that's really dangerous. When you release violent criminals, you're going to get more violent crime. That's the wrong response. And, and, you know, there's a weird backwards approach that violent criminals are being released from jail, but at the same time, they're, they're, they're arresting people for driving in their car. They, <laughs> right. they, 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 they tried to arrest a guy in Colorado for playing catch with a six-year-old daughter playing softball. Look, Catherine, my nine-year-old, is a softball player. As a, as a softball dad, I'm offended that you'd go after a dad for simply paying, playing catch with his daughter. He wasn't endangering anyone. He wasn't yeah. near anyone. That's just stupid. And, and, and uh, you know, crises bring out people's character. Hmm. A- and I got to say, there are some authoritarians, uh, almost all, it seems, on the Democratic side of the ledger that are just abusing power you know, Tennessee and Mississippi, you, both places you saw people being ticketed for going to church, even though they stayed in their cars and they were parked there listening to yeah. the sermon on the radio. Look, in your car, you're not endangering anyone. That's just stupid. And, and to all of these little petty tyrants, stop it. The governor of New Jersey uh, was, was doing an interview. He was asked, well, well does your order comply with the Bill of Rights and, and the Constitution. He said, well, that's above my pay grade. <laughs> that is, that's uh, well, your job. <laughs> no, no, it's actually not. And, and in fact, I, I couldn't help but, but jump on Twitter and tweet out the actual goat oath that, that every governor of New Jersey takes. And he takes an oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States. And, and we need to focus on defending people's liberties letting them go go back to work and earn a living and provide for their family. We can do all of that while being smart and mitigating the spread of this virus. Of course. And I've noticed this not even just from conservatives, not even just from people in certain cities, but all around the country, even liberal governors. It seems like over the past few days, we've reached a turning point. We're, we're now at the pivotal moment yep. where all of the energy is not just on shutdown, shutdown, stay in place. But now it seems that there's a growing consensus that we have got to restart things, even as certain experts are telling us we can't leave yes. our homes for two years. Do you think do you think that moment has happened? We're now on the other side of this. We're at this turning point. So I do. Now, listen, I think it varies geographically. We, we, it needs to be based on the medical science and where the virus is. And if you've got an active outbreak that is spreading, you need to be more aggressive in your efforts to contain it. But where we are containing it, look, I'll give you another example. We have a lot of places that have shut down elective surgeries and elective medical procedures. Um, that's having a devastating impact on hospitals. I've been talking to physicians, hospital CEOs who are seeing their remin- revenue cut you know, 80% and, and, and they're going broke. They're laying people off and, and explain to me the reasoning of we're going into a pandemic where we desperately need our hospitals and doctors. So let's slam them yeah. and stop them from performing the procedures that generate all their revenue. And, and by the way, that too will have a public health harm. Hmm. Like even though something's elective, there are a lot of elective medical procedures that are nonetheless beneficial. And if we keep delaying them and delaying them and delaying yeah. them, 
people don't go into the, into the doctor for other health issues, a heart issue, what have you. We're going to have more and more deaths the more we freeze and shut down our economy. And, and we've got to weigh life on both sides of the ledger, maximize the protection of life. Yeah. On the medical science front, I, I want to turn for a moment from the economy into the virus itself. And I want to take just a slight victory lap because I remember on this very show, Senator, on March 10th, over a month ago, you suggested that there was very likely a link between the Wuhan Institute of Virology and this virus that just so coincidentally happened to occur within a couple miles of that institute. During that time, the mainstream media said this was crazy. This was a conspiracy theory. Yep. There was no evidence of it. Now we are getting multiple reports all saying that the virus came from the lab. My question here is not, my point is not just to take a victory lap. My question is, did the U.S. government know that the Wuhan Institute of Virology was conducting this sort of dangerous research? And if we did know, why didn't we stop it? Absolutely, yes, the U.S. government knew. And, and in fact, when, when, when you and I brought this up on March 10th, over the, a month ago, you're right, it was treated as tin, tinfoil hat conspiracy theory nut jobbery. Well, it turns out there was, wasn't just one, there were two labs within miles of where this outbreak break occurred that were studying coronaviruses from bats and, and that there were internal State Department wires before this pandemic raising concerns about the security in those labs and that an accidental uh, a virus could escape and cause a global pandemic. But I'll tell you, it's worse than that. And, and, and let me give you some, some breaking news right now, which is the U.S. government was funding the Chinese research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Your taxpayer dollars and my taxpayer dollars. And let me give you specifics that we just got today. Today, an inquiring of the National Institutes of Health, did any of your money go to the Wuhan Institute of Virology? The answer is yes. And, and, and here's, what, here's what they told us in writing today. They said in fiscal year 2019, the funding for the Wuhan Institute for Virology was $76,000 and, and the $301. $76,301. Now, what did it go to? And I'm, I'm repeating what NIH has told me in writing it went to. It was part of an overall $3.7 million funding program that went to six years in sites in China, Thailand, Cambodia, Laos, Laos, Vietnam, Malaysia, Indonesia, and Myanmar. And, and here's what they were studying. These are NIH's words. The project included studying viral diversity in animal, parentheses, bats, reservoirs, surveying people that live in high-risk communities for evidence of bat coronavirus infection, and conducting laboratory experiments to analyze and predict which newly discovered viruses pose the greatest threats to human health. That's what the NIH funding was going to. And we followed up and said, okay, that's what you described as the project in all of these countries. How about at the Wuhan Institute of Virology? What specifically did U.S. Yeah. taxpayer dollars go to at the Wuhan Institute of Virology? Here's what the NIH said in writing said, said the, the project supported the following activities at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Coronavirus screening and serology, 
of non-human samples, viral pathogenesis, serological testing, host receptor binding, spike S protein sequencing, and in vitro and in viva virus characterization. And it goes on to say that, that, that they had not supported the creation of recombinant vi viruses at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. I, w I just want to make That's sure. That's what your tax dollars and my tax dollars went to. I want to make sure that I have got this right, because obviously, if there were State Department memos about this, a lot of people knew about this from the very beginning of this pandemic. And what, what you're saying right now, according to the NIH, is for the past month and a half, two months, even, even more, We've been told the Wuhan Institute of Virology had nothing to do with this coronavirus. It's just a coincidence. Uh, get your tinfoil hat off. No way that that happened. Not only do we now hear serious reports that it came from the lab. Now we are learning, whoopsie daisy, I guess we forgot actually U.S. taxpayer money was being used to fund that very viral research at the laboratory. Well, and, and, and let me make clear, we don't have confirmed evidence that it did right. come from the lab. We still don't know that. Just reports. What we know is that U U.S. taxpayer dollars were going to the Chinese government to fund this research on bat coronaviruses, on, on how, they could, how, how they could be infectious to humans, how they could be transmitted to humans, how they could be dangerous to humans, at the same time that the State Department was raising real concerns wow. about the safety and security protocols at the lab that we're, we're, we're partially funding. And, 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 and that, uh, I gotta say, that is nuts. And, and given that they were studying these bat coronaviruses, the Chinese government needs to answer the question right now. Were they studying the novel coronavirus, this virus, yeah. the virus that has killed over 140,000 people worldwide, was that a virus that was studied at one or both of the Chinese government labs in Wuhan. They won't answer that question. They need to answer that question. And over 100,000 lives have been lost while they refuse to answer that question. You know, I wish the media would ask them that question. I think if the mainstream media would tune in and watch our show, they might be able to get a little ahead of the curve here on these news stories. I can't expect an honest answer. Well, you answer. know, it is beneficial. You and I have an advantage that the mainstream media doesn't have. Yeah which is that our revenue stream doesn't depend on access right. to the Chinese market. It helps that we don't have a revenue stream, so that, that <laughs> makes it even simpler. But, but everyone, ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, they make millions of dollars every single year from access to China. They're terrified. They're terrified of ticking off the Chinese. Look, they edit out. You know, I, I was reading something recently. You remember the movie Bohemian Rhapsody? Yeah, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful movie about Freddie Mercury, lead singer of Queen, lead actor, one best actor Oscars. Fantastic movie. Do you know in China when they aired that, they edited out the fact that Freddie Mercury was gay? <laughs> That's just that minor detail. Like, how do you watch a movie about Freddie Mercury and edit out that he's gay? I mean, it's kind of... A, a pretty central element of the guy's life. And, and the Chinese censors demanded it be edited out. And you know what our free speech defending Hollywood said? Uh, okay, thank you. <laughs> like, like, you like they just happily edited it out. Yeah. And, and, and our, there was an article this week that, that I tweeted out about Bloomberg Media silencing a story 
uh, about Chinese corruption. Why? Because they didn't want to piss off the Chinese government. Our media needs to stop being, this week, CNN <laughs> wrote a story. Okay, you actually can't make this up, Michael. <laughs> they took the Chinese Communist Party's propaganda website yeah. that said, the Chinese military is doing better than the American military in fighting coronavirus. It's literally the propaganda website from the Communist Party. CNN writes a story. <laughs> Chinese military doing much better than American military. Thus saith uh. Chinese propaganda. They don't even say propaganda. They treat it as news. These guys are behaving like money-grubbing purveyors of lies. Yeah. And anyone in the media who gives a damn about integrity, who gives a damn about truth, ought to be investigating the, these labs and ought to be speaking the truth. I'm sorry, I'm getting pissed off, but, but, but it, the media's complicity in this yeah. and China's responsibility in this is, is, is massive. I think really CNN should just give the Chinese Communist Party the login credentials to the website. And they, they can just write their own stories. You'll be able to cut out all of the middlemen. Obviously, we can't expect honesty. Yeah, I actually think the Chinese would make them a little more balanced. They'd feel they needed some credibility. They they wouldn't just shamelessly reproduce the Chinese website. Right, right. You know, at least sometimes that the Chinese Communist Party is competent. Uh, you know, we can't expect honesty out of them is the trouble. They've just revised up their death numbers. We know that China was lying about the death numbers from coronavirus. They've now gotten a little bit yeah. more honest, but we we obviously still don't have the whole story. Unfortunately... We can expect that from the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, un even worse, the World Health Organization, which we should be able to trust, has been parroting that very same propaganda. The president announced just this week that he is going to defund the WHO. What do you make of that decision? I, I think it makes an awful lot of sense. The WHO, sadly, uh, operated throughout this coronavirus epidemic as, as really a, a parrot, a shill yeah. for the Chinese Communist Party in January. The, the WHO sent out a tweet saying, no evidence of human-to-human -human transmission, and China's doing a lip-skippity good job. Lip-skippity may not have been in there, but it was implied. <laughs> this is the translation. I, look, look I, it, it, you remember Baghdad Bob? Yeah, that's right. I, I don't know how many people I, I, do I mean, remember him, is, though. So, so Baghdad Bob was the press secretary for Saddam Hussein, or Saddam Hussein, as, as 41 fabulously did as PSYOPs. Um, who, who just spread their prop or like would repeat their propaganda. We're winning, right, as they were losing. Um, the WHO is like that. There's no human-to-human -human transmission. I got to tell you, one of the things we're going to do in the next podcast, yeah. we're going to walk through a timeline of what happened in China. And Jim Garrity at National Review did a fabulous timeline that we're, we're, we're going to spend some time walking through carefully. By the way, National Review, not a wholly owned subsidiary of the Chinese Communist Party. <laughs> so they actually can cover news. Where's the New York Times? Where's the Washington Post? Where are actual yeah. people who pride themselves, who, by the way, give each other prizes for journalistic courage because they <laughs> stand up and scream, orange man bad. Oh, you're so courageous. You're so courageous. You don't like Trump? I don't like Trump. We all don't like Trump. Yay. How about show some real courage and stand up to, to the lying communists who have direct responsibilities for covering up this pandemic and endangering the lives of millions across this planet. That would be journalistic courage, even if it costs your employers 
a few bucks and market access. You know, Senator, I was sort of thinking that now that you're outside of Washington for a few weeks, you might be able to take some downtime. But unfortunately, now you've got to uh, work to restart the economy. You've got to uh, work to get real information out of China, which is basically an impossible task. There's so much to do. Have you had any downtime whatsoever? You know, I'm having every day I have lunch and dinner with the girls. Uh, Two days ago was Caroline's uh, 12th birthday. Oh. Uh, so April 14th, she, t- she turned 12, um, which is a bit a little traumatizing. I'm not sure how she got to be 12 so quickly. <laughs> uh, but we had planned a whole party. We we're going to go to a roller rink. All the kids were going to go skating. Well, obviously, you can't go to a roller rink right now. Yeah. So what do you do with a sixth grader where you have a birthday party? And she's like, all right, Dad, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what we ended up doing uh, is, is we did this thing where we invited all the girls who were coming to drive by the house um, and to wave, and like they hung signs out the car windows that are with their parents, and they would wave, and they yelled happy birthday, and we put up three poster boards, and, and the kids came and all wrote little signs. We put them on our driveway, and the kids came and wrote happy birthday, we love you, Caroline, and it was fun. Like Caroline stood at the front door and waved and was like, hi, and jumped up and down. So, I mean, it was a nice thing to do uh, to have a birthday celebration. Look, it's in the age of social distancing, um, but it... But it uh, but it was still, it was, it was a nice and fun birthday. I hope the kids dropped off the presents, too. You know, I know the economy has taken a big hit, but they better not have uh, uh, taken those presents away from your daughter. Uh, the, 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 they did drop off the presents, including uh, Heidi and I got Caroline an, an electric scooter, oh. which, which both girls have been enjoying. By the way, I, I will confess, although we're a capitalist household, we have a little bit of socialist policies with the girls. In, in that we told Caroline she has to share the scooter with her younger sister, which she thinks is an outrage because it was her birthday present. But both girls, they ride like crazy on that electric scooter, and it's uh, uh, they're having fun with it. Well, I fear that you know if we don't get this economy restarted soon, we're all going to be socialists. Obviously, the Democrats in the House are trying to push to extend you know the, the relief coverage to, to now be $2,000 every single month until we've got full uh, uh, you know employment again. Uh, a lot of fears coming out of that. So how, how long do you think, I want to get to mailbag, but just briefly, how long do you think we have <laughs> before uh, we, we will have to restart the economy again or, or else face really dangerous political consequences? Look, we have got to get people back to work. You know, the last two weeks I've done a tele-tour all around Texas. Yeah. And so I've had video conferences with, with people in East Texas, people in West Texas, people down in the Rio Grande Valley, people all over the state. Uh, it's interesting, city and government, uh, city and county leaders, they're all going broke. Their tax revenue is plummeting. Hmm. And, and a number of them are saying, well, well, could the feds send us more money? A- and my response, and that by the way is what the Democrats keep saying is let's send more money to state and local governments. I'll tell you what, I keep telling them, you know what? The feds are broke too. You know, we just spent, trillion. It's not like there's some safe we pulled it out of. We just borrowed it all. We're borrowing it from our kids and grandkids. And by the way, your city and and county tax revenues are plummeting. Guess what? Federal tax revenues are plummeting and they're going to plummet even more because tax revenues are a function of the economy. And right now, government policies are killing the economy. You want your tax revenues to come back? Let the economy come back. Let people go back to work. Let them let them drive economic growth. And small businesses are chomping at the bit. You know, we've seen in the, in the, in the time of this, the, the, this, this crisis, hundreds of federal regulations, state regulations, local regulations suspended. 
We need every regulation that was suspended during the crisis should, yeah. should continue suspended during the recovery. It's, it's a great, great example of, I, you know, look, for example, in D.C., when I was up in D.C., when, when the Senate was, was in session, you could order Mexican food and get a margarita. That used to be illegal. You weren't allowed to order yeah. a margarita. And suddenly the idiotic law that prevented you from ordering a margarita, now you could have fajitas and a margarita. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> why did we need that stupid rule in the first place? All right. the rules against telemedicine. Like, like, telemedicine is great. Get a world-class physician to go into rural areas, underserved areas. All of these barriers that, that, that hurt small businesses and ec economic growth, we need to get them out of the way. But all of, all of the politicians that want more tax revenues, I got an easy way for you to get more tax revenues. Stop killing the economy. Let people get back to yep. work. Liberate America. Liberate small businesses. Liberate American workers. Do it in a way that is smart and keeps us safe. And, and that's how the economy turns around. And that's how the country turns around. Right. I mean, there's a meme that's been going around the Internet, and it's of somebody at the Federal Reserve churning a machine, and it says, money printer go burr, you know, this idea that you can print money forever. Now, the states, they don't have their own money printers. Federal government, I suppose, does, but the money printer can't go burr forever. Eventually, uh, you're going to have to pay a price. And, and the Democrats' view, they just think it's, 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 it's sort of magic money tree. Just keep spending. Let's just give away trillions forever and ever yeah. and ever. Look, it comes from small businesses and jobs. If you want this to turn around, people want to work. People yeah. want to get back to work. They're frustrated. Um, let them go back to work. Let, let people drive the miracle of, of, of the American economy. That's right. You know, we, we, we reacted very seriously, of course. We've been through the first phase of this coronavirus. Now we have to get back to work. Uh, very quickly before we go, we're typically tight on yeah. time. Uh, but we got to get to a little bit in the mailbag from Catherine. <laughs> Actually, speaking of staying home with your children, from Catherine, will I be able to enjoy my empty nest this fall? Will my freshman daughter be able to go off to college? I, I have no idea. I hope so. Um, right now, colleges and universities, pretty much all of them or most of them have said that they're out through through this semester. So we'll get through the summer. Um, I think most colleges are planning to be back in the fall. Uh, the big question is, A, do we defeat this virus? And, and it may be, we see a lot of viruses that are seasonal, that as things get hot, that may help kill it off. But if it is seasonal, that raises the real prospect that we'll see a resurgence in the fall. That, yeah. that, that come September, October, we may see the numbers go back up again. If there's a big resurgence, I, I think there becomes a likelihood that, that colleges and universities shut down again. I hope not. I, I mean, I... I feel really bad for these college kids that are not able to, to be at school and, and they're going through something that I hope is, is limited in time and isolated, but it's going to depend on, on the medical facts and what happens. Right. And as Dr. Fauci just said, the viruses don't just go away. You know, we can start to deal with them. We can develop drugs. There are new drugs on the horizon that show promise. We can develop vaccines, but they don't just disappear forever. And so we're, gonna, we're dealing with the fallout for this uh, for years to come. And I guess next time we will get into exactly the timeline here, because if we want to figure out how to deal with this and prevent it in the future, we've got to find out how it all began. And there's been a lot of misinformation and disinformation around on that. I did retweet, retweet someone who had a, a custom face mask that had the don't tread on me flag, <laughs> except it said, don't sneeze on me. <laughs>
<laughs> Those are, you know, I guess that's really I, I, what we're I got balancing. a good chuckle from that. Yeah, we've got a balance in, in our response here. The don't tread on me and the don't sneeze on me. We will get into so much more of that next time. And, though. and by the way, did, did you see the video in Philadelphia of this guy being dragged off the bus by several officers because he wasn't wearing a mask and they're like physically manhandling him? And, and I sent a tweet. I said, well, wouldn't it have been easier just to give him a mask? Like, like at some point, just don't be stupid. Don't behave like jackbooted thugs. Right. And, and it's kind of funny. All these Twitter lefties are going, I, I agree with Cruz. It's like, well, good. Then stop <laughs> elected politicians from behaving like petty tyrants. That's right. You've seen these overreaches everywhere. I mean, it's not just in Philly. Yep. It's all over the country. People seem to uh, enjoy flexing their muscles in these power grabs. And, uh, you know, that, that's gone on long enough. Now uh, it would appear that it's time to uh, turn it around, uh, retake our economy, retake our society, and retake our rights. Senator, all of that for next time. Uh, in the meantime, we have run out of time on this episode. I'm Michael Knowles. This is Verdict with Ted Cruz. This episode of Verdict with Ted Cruz is being brought to you by Jobs, Freedom, and Security PAC, a political action committee dedicated to supporting conservative causes, organizations, and candidates across the country. In 2022, Jobs, Freedom, and Security PAC plans to donate to conservative candidates running for Congress and help the Republican Party across the nation. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben. HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben. So a couple years ago, I hit 40 years old, and man, did things change. I didn't have the same strength and vitality that I had before, and I didn't have what I wanted, and that was the ability to work out and have a blast doing it. So then the pounds started packing on. Well, thank goodness I found Chalk, C-H-O-Q, and they're helping real American men just like you maximize your masculinity by boosting your testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. Now, I've been taking the Chalk Vitality Stack for over a year now, and not only am I working out, I've now lost 50 pounds. So if you're ready to maximize your masculinity today, go to Chalk, C-H-O-Q.com, and use promo code BEN for a massive discount on any Chalk subscription for life. C-H-O-Q.com, code BEN, limited time offer. Subscription is cancelable at any time. Chalk.com.
Ben Ferguson here, and if you're an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be a part of your investment portfolio. And I want you to visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you may be able to structure your investments to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit Labrador Energy. You may be able to reduce your tax liability while investing in a sector that historically delivers sound returns. Learn more now at LabradorEnergy.com today. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information.